And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. In life, there's the next right step, and then there's dog poop. We've stepped in both. She's probably stepped in more poop than me. I don't know. No, but uh, but so we're here highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Maybe avoiding the uh, landmines and picking up a few things of the success, the right step way, hopefully. And on this episode, we're going to actually talk about uh, Thanksgiving, thankfulness, not necessarily the holiday, but, um, but we're going to actually talk about just what it means to be thankful. What is gratitude? How can it help us? How can it help us with our health and our well-being? So that's kind of the, the theme of the show here, and we hope you join us for the entire show because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm Saw Needham alongside somebody who is really craving a bowl of clam chowder. Yes, I am. Terry Hope Shiro. <laughs> hey, so we get clam chowder. Oh, go ahead. Hey, guys. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Um, so when you eat clam chowder, do you get it in the sourdough bread basket thing? If possible, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the best. Do you, if not, do you get those little, like, clam-looking crackers? Both. Oh, you put them both. You put the crackers in the bread bowl. Yeah, you don't you? Chowder. I don't think I do. I think that's too much bread. Oh, really? I don't know. I so if you get it. it in the bowl, then you have the then crackers, have the crackers on top. and then if, if the you bread. have the bread. No, because, I like the crunchy cracker. Oh, yeah. I get that. Yep. Because they have, because usually when I get the bread bowl, they give you the top on the side. Oh, see, yeah. So I then don't, I dip that yeah. and have that. Bread is just fabulous with yeah. dinner. It's so unhealthy, but it's so good. And then when you're done with the clam chowder in the bread bowl, yep. do you consume the bread? Not always, no. Sometimes yeah. I take it home for later, but so not I'll, always. I'll try to scrape out as much yep. of the bread bowl bread, Yep. and then I'll leave the rest. Yep. Because I figured, let somebody wash it. <laughs> uh, so Watch it out for the next person. The bread bowl. Yeah. Uh, favorite. Okay, so we're here at the Santa Monica Pier. Uh, last time you were with us, we were at the Hollywood sign, now with the iconic Santa Monica Pier, which actually, in case you did not know, is two piers together. Yes. Talk about peer pressure. <laughs> and um, the first pier, which is the long one that if you go to your Google Maps, if you're not familiar with the pier, maybe you're listening in another country, another state, and you've never been, you'll see that the pier extends actually into the ocean. That's a pier. Um, but the part that actually extends into the ocean was at one time the municipal pier, which started in or was created, built in 1909. And the purpose was to extend sewage pipes beyond the breakwaters or the breakers. And then when I did some further investigating, the information was scrubbed off the history. So I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> they don't want us to know that no. that's what was But it was a municipal. Yes, it was a municipal <laughs> pier for municipal purposes. And then this second pier, which is adjacent uh, side by side. So if you're looking on, on the camera, um, it's side by side. So they sit side by side. It's shorter pier, the second one. That was the uh, Pleasure Pier, as they called it, or the Newberry Pier or something like that. And uh, it started in 1916. It was built in 1916. And the purpose of that was to, what it is now, uh, have amusement, attractions, things like that. Um, and so one of the, um, I guess, more iconic pieces of the pier is the carousel, mm -hmm. which has 44 hand-carved wooden pieces of horses that go up and down and around in a big circle. Have you ridden it? The, no, I've not the ridden the carousel. Oh, it's so fun. No. 
I think it was. Uh, I think it, I think there was an original carousel, and then I think in the twenties they replaced it with the current carousel mm. from a different company, right? Um, which was actually a toboggan company, and then um, and then they added the uh, roller coaster and the Ferris wheel and the arcade games, not video arcade, but actual like where you throw the ball and you knock down the milk jugs and you win a prize or you shoot the water pistol into the mouth of the clown and pop the balloon. Um, ring toss, yep. those type of things. All the old fun yep. games. And so all that's on there. Um, and then there's some cool food places. Uh, talking about clam chowder, Seaside by the Pier mm-hmm. is a restaurant that has... Great so I, place. That actually has the nachos. Seaside by the Pier actually has really good nachos. It's the Albright that has the really good um, clam chowder. Clam chowder, yeah. It's a great place. They have great fries. Everything is so good. And then there's a, a restaurant you mentioned. I think it's called Marisol's. It's which is actually on the end of the pier. That actually over, it's on the over the water part of the pier. Mm-hmm. And you've been there. I have, and you know, sitting here looking at it, I'm like, is that so? Uh, maybe I misspoke, but um, I might be thinking of the wrong pier. Oh, because I've been on the. End, I know for sure yeah. I've been on in Santa Barbara yeah. and Ventura. Like yeah. I've like I've been on all these different. Right. Well, that's the thing. Restaurants and piers. So now looking at it, I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm confused. Well, that's the thing. If you're in Southern California and familiar, or if you're not, you start up the coast. You've got Santa Barbara, which is about two and a half hours north of us, roughly, give or mm-hmm. take. Mm-hmm. You've got the Santa Monica Pier. Yep. Then about an hour no, north Santa of Barbara. us. Santa Barbara. What's that? Santa Barbara. Yeah, so Santa Barbara, which is about two and a half hours north of yep. us or so, is the Santa Barbara, Barbara. Pier. About an hour north of us is the Ventura Pier. Ventura Pier. Then as you come down the coast, which is about just uh, six miles up the road, you've got, which is the way we're facing, uh, you've got the Malibu Pier. Mm -hmm. Then you've got right behind us the Santa Monica Pier. Mm -hmm. Then Venice actually had a pier at one point, but it's been uh, washed away and taken down, so it's no longer there. But then you go down the coast, and you've got the Manhattan Beach Pier. You've got the Redondo Beach Pier. I think that's still there. You've got... um, the Seal Beach Pier, mm. and I think New uh, Newport Beach has a pier. So every beach community, as you go down the coast, has a pier, or at least had a pier at one point, depending upon you know yep. whether they preserved it and kept it from the weather. Because our Santa Monica Pier here, at one point in the early 80s, a big storm surge came through and t- took down one-third of the pier. And that actually is the pier that has the portion that the restaurant's on now. Right. So they had to rebuild it. Um, right. And this is the beginning or the end of Route 66, Route 66, the famous Route 66. So you take the, get on the I-10 from here and you can go all the way to Jacksonville, Florida, yep. coast to coast on the famous Route 66. We like to think of it as the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> because we're not going to be the end of anything. Right. We're going to be the start of it. <laughs> we are the start. We're the start of it. We are the beginning and the end. No. Let's just say that. That's right. In fact, right up here, not too far. Is the um, just a few hundred feet away is the iconic sign, the neon sign that is on the uh, the neon sign that says you know Santa Monica Pier, mm-hmm. and that was uh, erected in 1940. That's actually the official start of it of the I-10 Route 66, mm-hmm. and then it goes uh, all the way across. It- a lot of movies have been filmed on the pier behind us. Have you seen The Sting? 1973. Yes. See, I've never seen that, but that was here. Um, have you seen Fletch with yes. Chevy Chase? Yes. That was here. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else? I know there was a, a small clip with Sandra Bullock in the net. I didn't see that one. That's actually okay, but... movie. It's, it's interesting because it is actually 
the beginning. Okay, so we talked about the social dilemma, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and all that spying and stuff. Mm-hmm. The net is actually kind of the beginning oh, okay. of all that stuff. They talk about a software, mm. so you should check it out. Uh, I should it's check it out. actually pretty good, but they have yeah. a, a thing here. Yep. Um, music videos. I think Miley Cyrus had a music video here at one time. All kinds of stuff has been filmed here. TV shows. The uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think NCIS Los one. Angeles. Yeah. Um. Iron Man, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forrest Gump. Yes. When he's running. That's why they actually have a Forrest Gump uh, restaurant. Uh, Bubba Gumps. Bubba Gumps, yep. He and was so, running on the pier or the beach in the movie? I think he came I, don't, I think he came to the pier. I think they showed the, like, the pier because he was running all over the place. Right. And so I think they showed the pier. I don't think he actually ran on I it. I don't think remember they that part of it. I've something. seen that movie several times, yeah. but I don't remember. He runs everywhere and then he just it. stops in the middle of nowhere. Because <laughs> he was home. done. In the middle of nowhere. Why don't you be done, done back yeah. in Greenbow, Alabama? Why don't you be done in like Wyoming? Why'd you stop? I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> um, so yeah, so a lot of cool things to uh, see out here at the pier. Uh, we like it because it's the beach. Um, it is a little cooler here today, in case you didn't realize it. It is like the Arctic out yeah. here. It's like 60 degrees, but it's freezing. You got the wind chill, <laughs> and um, and I don't think it's quite 60, to be honest. I think it, the high was supposed to be 63. And the sun isn't out. It's overcast, kind of a cloudy day. And so the wind and, and the wind chill, I think it might be 59. I'm going 59. I, I'll go with that. And you could tell it's actually kind of chilly because I'm actually wearing long pants. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be at the beach. Ask me how many shirts I have on. <laughs> you look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow. <laughs> I'm wearing three shirts plus a sweater and this other sweater. And we've called in heaters. And we, yeah. And I have one more sweater in my bag that I'm going to pull out. Heaters are being called in. For the next episode. And it looks like the lifeguards are doing something over there. Uh, helicopter, Coast Guard. Training. Coast Guard can come bust us. Hey, so, but anyways, we can be thankful because we are actually here in a place like Los Angeles, Southern California, where we can actually come to the beach anytime we want. Yes. And the pier behind us, it's 1,600 feet long. Yep. And um, it's just a little, I guess, um, even though it's iconic, it's 1,600 feet of what we can look at and be appreciative for, which is that Southern California lifestyle. Yep. It's, it encompasses fun with all the attractions, food, which we really enjoy, being able to walk out over the ocean and see the swells. Yep. Um, you know, and I love it's, that. it's just kind of the whole iconic mm-hmm. thing to Southern California, mm-hmm. and that's something that we can be thankful for. Um, you know, it, it is Thanksgiving season, the time for uh, to be thankful, and so you know, there's uh, a lot of things that uh, that if we really take a look, even in hard times, we can be thankful for and grateful for. Now, I know you like definitions. <laughs> I love definitions. So, according to uh, the. <laughs> The uh, dictionary. I love that you're giving me definitions now. <laughs> thanks was defined as an expression of gratitude. So then what do we do? We naturally look at gratitude and find the definition of gratitude. Exactly. And gratitude says it's the readiness to show appreciation for and return kindness to somebody that did something for you. Right. So gratitude is deeper than yes. thankfulness. Yes. It is a deeper step. And so when you take a look at that, it's uh, 
it's really an attitude that goes beyond just something casual. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it really becomes, you like to talk about character traits. It becomes a character trait to, to be thankful and to have gratitude. Yeah. And the other thing too is, you know, you like to uh, talk about uh, Bible, biblical things, mm-hmm. giving thanks used 174 times. In the Bible, 102 in the Old Testament, 72 in the New Testament. Wow, look at you. So we can be thankful less in the New Testament. We have to be so gratitudeful. We have to be so grateful. That's Old Testament stuff. But, um, but when, you think of, when you think of this time of year, Thanksgiving, uh, gratitude, thankfulness, what kind of comes to mind? Well, let me um, let me uh, go back to um, your definitions. You know, we can be thankful for a lot of things. Like, I'm thankful that I have these sweaters because it's really cold out here. Um, I'm thankful that we can, you know, come to the beach, come to the ocean and just get away. You know, I'm thankful that, you know, the holidays are coming because we can get out the decorations, you know, hopefully spend time with family. Gratitude... Um, like you said, is a deeper step. And so it's an attitude of appreciation. And so while I appreciate that I have sweaters, you know, for, to keep me warm, it's the, it's the attitude of appreciation is a choice. And it's, um, and you said the attitude of appreciation for something, right? Yeah. It could be the readiness to show appreciation for Right, and then and give it back. And then to return kindness. And to return the kindness, yeah. And so that's a little bit of a deeper thing because we can be grateful. Um, like you said, I don't remember the, the address of this verse in the Bible, but to be grateful in all things. Um, and it doesn't say grateful for all things. It says grateful in all things. And I we have a tendency to think that, like, if things aren't going well, then we're not going to be grateful. And it's not, we're not, I'm not grateful for the cold right now, but I'm grateful in the cold because I have, you know, provisions with me. I'm not grateful for COVID, but, but we can be grateful in COVID that we have, um, certain resources that, um, we have, you know, maybe we have family or friends or we, you know, those other things So we can be grateful for things in a situation, but we're certainly not grateful for cancer or for rape or for, um, you know, lockdowns. We're not grateful for things because there's bad things that are happening. And then we think, oh gosh, you know, I can only be grateful when things are going well, or I can only be grateful when, um, the sun is out. No, we can be grateful in a situation I'm grateful that I was on the wake-up list. I'm grateful that I'm here. I'm grateful that I get to do something, you know, that I enjoy. So there's a difference between thankfulness and gratefulness. It's it's a level of choice. It's a level of decision for seeking out those things that are good um, in the middle of something that's dark or scary or bad or, you know, whatever. We can still find things in that situation and choose to have an attitude of appreciation, you know, for those little things and then to spread it to someone else. See, I'm actually thankful for the cold. (laughs) Why is that? Because it's hot here 364 (laughs) days out of the year. We can do with one day of cold, frigid temperatures, because then it makes us appreciate, which is recognizing good qualities. We can appreciate the heat. And can I just give context to the people that are calling us absolute wusses right now? Not too long ago, it was like, what, 116, 117? 
Yeah. It was freaking hot. So, like, we're, it is so hot out here most of the time that our blood is, like, super thin. And then when it gets to 59, we feel like it's the Arctic. I have a cousin who lives in Arizona, and it's always, like, 120. Yep. When it gets down to 90. Yeah, yeah, he's they're, cold. They're putting they're on their jackets. freezing cold. Yeah. So that's that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with gradients. My uh, family from Minnesota, you know, they're below zero. And in the in the in the past, when they used to come out here when I was younger for the holidays, New Year's, for example, because my grandparents lived right down the street from Colorado Boulevard where the parade went, they'd want to come out here. It'd be like in the '60s, they'd be in shorts yep. and t-shirts. Yep, and because we'd be it's freezing. like below zero. Yeah. yeah, because that's what it is. So when you take when you take a look at 120. 110, whatever, and you drop down to 50. Even if you take 190, you're dropping 40, 50 degrees. I know. That's a huge swing. Even in Vegas, you know, people get chilled because it gets from 100, 110, 120 down to 70 or 80, you know. And that's cold. And you've got the wind chill factor <laughs> going on here today, too. We're sitting yeah, here on the beach. It's you got the breeze. So back off. Yeah. So if you're thinking that we're wusses, we are. <laughs> back off. Because it's just hot out here all the time. Um, yeah, so when you recognize good qualities, you're appreciating something. And so for me, I appreciate the cold right now because it's, I like it. I never get to experience much. But, um, but so there was, um, so we're talking about uh, getting into the deeper issues. But one of the things that is hard for people, it's what to do. What are some things that you can do to be thankful? Because you mentioned things such as cancer. You mentioned things such as COVID. You mentioned things such as lockdown, things that are very negative in connotation to what we're used to in connection to what we're used to okay Mm -hmm. and so in these things how can we be thankful and so one of the things that kind of was doing some research on and looking at that was kind of an overall theme which even dr irene uh, mentioned when we were with her was to say three good things that happen daily Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. and so when you wake up in the morning or whenever you feel like it what are three good things that are going uh on in your life um Another thing is to say thanks to people just in general. Hey, thank you for opening the door. Thank you for, you know, doing this for me or thank you for doing that. You know, just saying thank you for people to people for things they do right. is, a, is a way to start to uh, live that thankfulness, that appreciation. Uh, look on the outward, not the inward. You know, oftentimes when we're on lockdowns or COVID, for example, uh, we're looking at ourselves. Woe is us. Mm-hmm. But what are some other things that we could do outwardly? you know, to be thankful. You know, mm-hmm. we could be thankful that we have a place on a cold day, you know, because here in Santa Monica, to be honest, you don't have to go very far to find a bunch of homeless people on the streets. On a very hot day, they have to suffer. On a very cold day, they have to suffer where we get to go into climate controlled areas, you know, and so that's a way to be thankful is look on the outside at the things that we have that we can take part in and don't look so selfishly on the inside. Uh, maybe change our perspective, you know, change the way we look at things is being locked down so terribly bad. You know, maybe if we change our focus or getting a failing grade on a test, you know, something more simplistic mm-hmm. or my car breaking down, you know, things like that can be really bad. But if we change our perspective on things, then maybe it changes how we are as far as, you know, how to be thankful and then check for silver linings. What are some silver linings? You know, if you think about COVID off the top of my head, maybe you're spending more time with family. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. Uh, but civil lines. <laughs> For some people, it lines? is. <laughs> maybe, maybe the rat race, you know, the, of having to go. 
you know, we talked about, you know, going to clubs and stuff at one time and, and the rat race of having to race home on a Friday night to go out and hit the clubs and get there before the, the table's taken so we get the best bottle service or, you know, racing to the beach to get the best prime spot, you know. But instead, maybe just the silver lining of who we're with, mm-hmm. the time we get to spend, the money we're saving because we're not going out, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people aren't aware of how can I become thankful – Maybe those are just a, a few things that can start to get you into a spirit of thanksgiving and a spirit of being thankful and stuff like that mm-hmm. instead of just uh, going about, well, what should I do? What should I do? Yeah. You know, it reminds me of that of that story um, when a guy was uh, moving to a new town and he's, he's going down the road and he comes across this old man um, sitting on the edge of this town and he says... Um, Hey, uh, you know, I'm thinking about moving. What kind of people live here in this town? And the old man says, well, what kind of people were in the town that you're coming from? And he says, oh, they were mean. They were cranky. They complained all the time. They were um, taking advantage of people. And, and you know, I just want to get out. And, he, and the old man says, well, you'll find those kind of people here, too. And so he goes along and um, there's a he comes to another town and. The, I'm probably messing up the story. He goes to another town, and, and there's an old guy sitting there, and, and he's like, well, you know, what kind of people are in this town? And the guy says, or um, the old man says, well, what kind of people were in the town that you came from? And this guy says, um, people were nice. They smiled. They served one another. They um, congregated and had a good time together. There's a lot of community. And the old man says, well, you'll find those kind of people here too. So... You know, like you said, it's about what we look for because we're going to find both. We're going to find both the good and the bad no matter where we go. We're going to find the good and the bad in every situation. But it's what we seek out is what we're going to find. And we have to change our perspective to um, seeking out the good and seeking out the positive. It's there in every situation. Even the darkest of situations, there's always something um, that is the silver lining or there's always a good, you know, somewhere that we can focus on. You know, one of the simplest things that uh, I found out or discovered while kind of doing some research for this type of topic was that smile. Mm-hmm. If you smile, just the simplicity of a smile can put you in a mood of being thankful because it changes your demeanor, mm-hmm. changes your personality. Yep. You know, turn that frown upside down makes all the difference in the world. There was a girl at the Mid-State Fair several years ago. She was selling popcorn. And I walked up to the booth and she immediately had this huge, like, smile, like she was glowing. And it took me aback. And it, like, totally disarmed. I was like, <laughs> like man like she was just glowing i was like wow like Did she recognize you hey it's tara from two steps uh, podcast <laughs> no. she's here buying popcorn from me <laughs> no, no but she's man i was just like the smile like it was effective now was it infectious did you smile yes, then i did yeah and everybody's feeling better right i did i was and i even told my husband i'm like wow did you see that girl smile like man that was crazy well i think it's that misery loves company you know we all are drowning in our sorrows so we want people to be sorrowful with us, so we're going to seek that out. Yep. Or you talk about people that are successful. They only want to seek out other successful people to be around. Right. You know, and so your influences, you know, so who is influencing you? So if there's people that are grumpy and grouchy, 
and you want to be around them, then you're probably going to end up grumpy, grouchy, and unthankful for things. Yep. Whereas if you are um, around people that are grateful for... It's, it's like this. It's like the more you have, the more tendency you can be, become unthankful for things. It's like the less you have, it's almost like the more grateful you become. Mm-hmm. Because you have less mm-hmm. and you're thankful for more of that if mm-hmm. that makes sense it's yeah, almost like no, it totally thinking. does because why that like when i went to uganda several years ago they had very little and they were so grateful like very grateful people and i came home and you know walked into walmart for the first time and i almost wanted to throw up because it's like all this excess people complaining people you know it, yeah it's crazy you know you think of black friday and people go and fighting over the big screen TVs or the, yep. you know, whatever's on sale, the new computer or whatever. Yep. And you think about it, it's like, okay, first of all, Black Friday, which falls usually in most normal years on the Friday after Thanksgiving. So we just got done with a day where we were supposed to be thankful and grateful for everything. <laughs> and now we're fighting over exactly. material possessions. Exactly. Have you ever done Black Friday? No, I it is. I've done it once and I will never do it again. It was frightening. Yeah. Like, people were actually running. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I should be running. Like, people were, like, running through the store and, like, like think, think that we're going to miss out. It was so, like. The only, the only thing I did one, <laughs> one year, years and years ago, uh, the local mall opened, I think, at midnight uh, or had the ability to open at midnight. So, because we were up and bored, we went to the mall. Yeah. And it wasn't a frenzied thing because, I mean, nobody's, midnight, nobody's yeah. standing in line for Hot Topic. Right. Or whatever. You know, nobody's standing in line for my children's place or whatever, you know, J.C. Penny. Um, you know, so that's not the hot ticket item. Although you did find some cool stuff there. Oh, a pair of jeans. Yeah. Buy one, get 10 free. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, you know, so those, so those kind of things were kind of actually, oh, hey, let's grab this. Yeah. Let's grab that. But no, I would never do. In fact, one year I went and I talked to people that were uh, in, uh, intense, sleeping, you know, uh, and because um, I went into Best Buy probably like the Tuesday of, okay? And for me, I understand the savings, but I'm grateful for the fact that everyone waits till Black Friday because then I can go into these stores um, and get whatever I need prior to all the sales, right? And so there's, they're, they're empty. The stores are empty because everyone's waiting for Black Friday. So it's kind of like an opportunity that if you, like, need something, you can go in and get it. And me being, the, you know, with the, the radios and the podcasts and all that for years – you know, Best Buy and things like that were always places to go. But if I needed something, I could get into these stores without the crowds because I, you know, I didn't right. care about Black Fridays. But yeah, the Black Fridays then was was crazy. So I was talking to a guy, and there's people standing in line or tents in line for the entire week, oh, Tuesday, my gosh. Monday. Oh my gosh! And, and they missed the entire Thanksgiving holiday. Wow! Which, you know, it's fine for them. But this was how they spent their week off because you know nowadays. It's a, more common instead of just getting Thursday, Friday off. People get the whole week off, right. depending on their business. And now Black Friday is not even this year. Black Friday is the whole month of November. Yeah, and it's a lot of online stuff. Yep. But people would sit and waste their entire week, in my opinion, waste their entire week to sit in line or to camp out in front of a Best Buy or a Target. Um, there was one night, the night before uh, Thanksgiving Eve, uh, so the night of Thanksgiving, drove around to the different stores, and yeah, you'd see these long lines of people. Waiting, and I'm thinking, wow, what kind of you really have to waste this much time yeah. just to grab something, right? Because you're saving a few bucks, you know. Um, and so, yeah, so that drives me crazy. But it's funny how 
the day before you're being grateful and thankful, the next day you're like hating each other and like ripping things <laughs> out of each other's arms because you need that big screen TV. <laughs> Another thing that's interesting when you want to become thankful or, or start to practice it is uh, you can do uh, acts of service to others. Yes. That's a big way. Um, I know a lot of people do it. What do you think about this? I know a lot of people do it at Thanksgiving time because they feel good about themselves and they want to do it. But it's almost like they take away from it because it's inward. I'm going to go help the homeless and mm-hmm. so it becomes about me mm-hmm. as opposed to becoming something that you do more regularly mm-hmm. as an outward thing to help others. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that, honestly, yeah. and I feel bad criticizing. I mean, like, if, you know, if you're going to help, that's fine. But I don't, I'm not a fan of people doing it once a year at Christmas or once a year, you know, at Thanksgiving. Because, I mean, I mean, I get the gesture, like, we want to make sure that everybody's taken care of, so we do need extra helpers on Thanksgiving and Christmas because there's more people to serve to make sure that people, you know, like now there's, um, I saw on the news, there's cities that are um, distributing uh, turkeys to make sure that everybody is taken care of, you know, on Thanksgiving, which is a really nice thing. And we do need extra volunteers, you know, when, when there's extra distribution going on. But, um, you know, there are people who do it at Thanksgiving and Christmas just to check it off the list. Like, okay, I did something good. Yeah. Why can't we do the same, those acts of service like all year long? And there are people that do, I mean, you know, the people that all year long that, that do things, but, um, I think, yeah, I'm not a fan of the people that do it once a year and then they're like, oh yeah, I served at the homeless shelter. Like, where were you the other 11 months? (laughs) Well, it's almost like, again, you're doing it for yourself. And then if it doesn't go your way, right? Because oftentimes things don't go your way. I mean, you know, maybe that there was a big you know rush on turkeys, or you didn't have enough turkeys to give out. Whatever, I don't know. And so again, it's doing it for an outward purpose as opposed to inward. And and it gets more to this. And this is something that's I think more up your alley. Uh, thankfulness is a spiritual trait, <laughs> uh, a character trait. It also helps give you empathy towards others. So it takes that when you're grateful and thankful, it takes the onus off of you. So like you said, it's deeper Mm -hmm. and it puts it on somebody else because you're thankful that, like you said, you might be thankful that you have warm clothes, a place to stay, a house to live, food to eat and stuff like that. But then if you take it to a deeper level, you will now then start to be grateful for the things that you might be able to provide for other people. Yeah. So like, yeah, gratitude is more of an appreciation for what we've been given. And so therefore we want to give back and thankfulness is just like, Oh, I'm so I'm glad, you know, the sun is out, which I wish it was, but, um, yeah. So gratitude is just takes it that gratitude is a character trait because it's, it's a choice in an opposite situation. So we don't often think about, um, you know, thankfulness is like, I'm, I'm thankful for the food sitting in front of me, you know, on the table. That's good. That's easy because you're hungry. There's food sitting in front of you. You're really thankful that you get to eat. That's easy. That's not a character trait. Gratitude is when you're feeling that appreciation for what you've been given and then you want to give back because of it. And so that is in an opposite, that takes place in an opposite situation. So if you're hungry, like how many times has this happened to you? It's happened to me 
where um, I go through, maybe I go through like a, I go into a, um, a restaurant or through a food line or something and I'm starving. I've been waiting for it all day. And then there's a person outside that hasn't eaten and that needs food. And you're like, oh man, I was really looking forward to this, but I hand it over. I'm like, here, would you like this? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm starving, you know, but it's like, no, this person doesn't have you know anything so i give it over and give it to them instead um so i think there's just we have to look beyond the circumstances and we have to look beyond you know the superficial of what it is that we have you know at the moment um and then be grateful so like for example we were talking the other day i lead a um an online um, life group. And um, we were telling the story the other day, one of the ladies, um, their kid, their daughter died and um, she donated her organs. And so during that process, there was things in there, like when her daughter was in the hospital that she was really grateful for. She was really grateful for the nurse that came and sat with her, you know, after her shift was over. And she was really grateful for um, the people um from donate life and she was really grateful for the little these little things that happened that that just kind of like came out of nowhere so she was really struggling in the death of her her daughter but there were little things to be to grateful and that's a choice because you have to choose to see them they're there they're always there but you have to choose to see them and so it's an appreciation you know for what you've been given and then, which is, you know, life and, you know, love and resources and all of that. And to see, to choose to see like the little things that carry you along in that situation so that you don't sink. And then to, you know, to give back. I think that's the difference, you know, like for me in those definitions between thankful and gratitude, gratefulness. There was a story about a, a mom who lost uh, an adult child, young, you know, in the 20s, mm-hmm. something like that, but an adult child. And, of course, the uh, organ donations went out. Mm-hmm. And the heart went to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the mom, at some point, was able to, you know, meet the, the recipient of her son's heart. And she asked, could I hear it? Mm-hmm. So she, you know, goes up and puts her ear up against his chest, hears the heart, feels it. And, of course, it was extremely emotional for her. But one of the things she said was she was so grateful that, A... They found a recipient for it, but mm-hmm. B, that his heart was still beating. Right. You know, the fact that um, he helped save someone else's life, but the fact that the heart was still beating. Mm-hmm. So it was like twofold. She was yeah. grateful to help somebody else out, but also grateful that a part of her son was still alive. Right. And that's type of the type of struggle that I think we, you know, have a hard time uh, dealing with. I mean, we think about this. Um, a lot of things happened this year that we didn't expect. Mm-hmm. That always happens. Mm-hmm. Well, things unexpectedly happen. But in a year of COVID, a year of the pandemic, a lot of things just for everyday people, a lost job, um, a lost opportunity for to meet people, I don't know, a lost opportunity to maybe people thinking about moving, but now they can't, you know, whatever the case may be. A lot of things were lost. And it's hard for us to sit back in those times and think about the good things that you have. Um, but then on the flip side, when you really sit down and you look at it, there are things that you really could be grateful for. Mm-hmm. 
there are things that are op- there's opportunities that are created. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that uh, my dad he's a, a, a senior citizen, so he got the opportunity to go into the stores, uh, grocery stores and stuff during senior citizen hour. You know, old folks hour, and so he was able to buy stuff. But then also buy stuff for other people because by the time, you know, this was back in the great toilet paper pandemic where it's disappeared, right? <laughs> and it's starting again. I guess so. <laughs> it's starting um, all over again. And so he was able to help people out by getting there early to be able to do that. And, you know, people were grateful for that because it was an opportunity for uh, them to receive something that was an essential that when they go, mm-hmm. it's not there anymore. Right. Because apparently, you know, a uh, respiratory illness requires a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> I don't get that, but whatever. It's probably because when you cough, you scare the poop out of everybody. And so you need the extra, you know, toilet paper. I don't know. Um, but so there's opportunities. So for him to be able to help others, you know, people were really appreciative of that. Um, stop hoarding the stuff. Jeez. Eat less. Drink more. I don't get it. I don't understand why people are hoarding toilet paper. It's a paper. respiratory <laughs> issue. And you didn't need it all summer long either. All Man. of a sudden you need it again. I know what is happening. Settle down. It is. Yeah. Please stop hoarding. An- another thing. Okay. This might be helpful. If you are thankful. Okay, being thankful can boost your well-being and success. It does. And so maybe if you're thankful, you'll stop hoarding stuff. <laughs> Watch the TV show Hoarders. I know. Oh, gosh. No, but it can make it, can, it, it, it helps your well-being. It feeds on your itself. It does. It feeds on itself because when you start to recognize the things that are good or recognize the things that are a blessing in a, in a dark situation and you train yourself to look for those, then you're going to see them more and more. You're going to appreciate more and more, and then you're going to want to share it and and give back to other people. And so, you know, there's always, like, if you look at the people around you, like, there's people that handle things in a really negative way. They complain a lot. Um, they they talk about all the problems that are there. They feel like they got to solve all the problems, like, oh, this is so bad, this is so bad, this is so bad. And then there's other people who handle the exact same situation. Like, you know what? We're going to get through this. There's hope. Um, Not like the foo-foo, you know, just positive thinking stuff, but real um, looking at the nuggets of the good things that are coming. Like my neighbor brought me some food or I got to help my neighbor by bringing them food or whatever it is. But when we focus on those things, it feeds on it. Whichever way you go, it feeds on itself. And that, and that muscle becomes stronger. The gratitude muscle becomes stronger or the complaining muscle becomes stronger. Yeah, you have to work it out, right? If you, anything yeah. we do, you, you, you work out your muscles. It's yep. going to start um, and might be painful at first, but if you work it out, it's going to get stronger and better yeah. and healthier. Yeah. If you work your mind, stronger, better, healthier. If you don't, you get lazy and fat mm-hmm. or your mind starts to go to mush and things like that. So what way are you going to go? Yeah. Because I like the quote, or it wasn't a quote, but it was more of the, the theme of how things were going. So being thankful boosts your wellness and your success, mm-hmm. but it makes you feel, uh, you get more positive emotions. Yep. Uh, it makes you or helps you relish the good experiences. Yep. Obviously improves your health. You can deal with adversity mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. and you can build stronger relationships. Because like you said, when you walk to the town and where, what kind of people are here... Well, it's negative people. Well, I don't want to go there. 
you go here, what kind of people are here? Well, it's positive people. Okay, I'll go there. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be around those people that are positive, grateful, thankful. No, it's what, what were the people like in the town that you came from? And he says, you're going to find those people here too. Right. So if we, if we are used to looking for the negative people, that's who we're going to run into in life and that's who we're going to find. If we're look, used to looking for, you know, positive, happy people, that's who we're going to find in life, you know, moving forward. Because both of them live among us all the time. But we seek out, you know, we have a tendency to either wallow in our, in our grief or whatever it is that we're going through. Or we keep moving just like Bob, like the book that I wrote, like he, all four of his limbs were amputated when he was nine years old. I mean, can you imagine like going through life without arms or legs? And he is the most positive. He never complains. He's the most positive person I've ever met. And it's not fake. It's not like just foo-foo, like, you know, trying to make himself feel better. He genuinely, genuinely is a hopeful guy nice guy, positive guy, doesn't complain, does everything that he wants to do with everything he's got. And so it's like, it's a choice. It's a mindset. We're either like, we're going to choose to live or we're going to choose to die. Right. Just like on Shawshank Redemption, get busy living or get busy dying. It's one or the other. There's no like in between. So you're going to be a Brooks or you're going to be a red. (laughs) Get busy living. Right? But that's it. Whatever we focus on, you know, we move towards. Yeah. We attract. Exactly. And so that's what we got to. So if we focus on the positive, we're going to move towards positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We focus on the negative, we're going to focus on the negative, which of course then affects our quality of life. It does. You know? There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. I have not read it. It's on my shelf, um, but I have it. And then somebody, I was listening to a podcast the other day and she brought it up in the podcast about The Body Keeps the Score. And it's so true that um, all the negativity that we harbor in our bodies, it it like it has to do something. You know, it just does a lot of damage to our physical body. Gotta be like frozen. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> the other thing that I found interesting was, you know, when you when you have an attitude of thankfulness and and gratitude, and you combine them together, um, it also can strengthen and ensure your faith. Because you're sitting there, and again, when you're going towards the positive and you're going towards uh, the things that you're looking for, what you have faith in and what you believe in can be strengthened by it because you can be more confident in mm-hmm. that faith. So, you know, we talked about it earlier. The Bible talks about, you know, giving thanks, what, 174 times or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if that's what you're focusing on, that giving thanks, like you mentioned earlier, then your faith is going to be insured because you're focusing on the positive. It's kind of like when, you know, Peter was walking on water. As long as he was focused on Jesus, he was fine. Once he took his eyes off, he started to sink. Right. Okay. And so that's the type of thing. So, you know, when, you, when you're focused on that positive, whatever it might be, your chances of you going that direction and avoiding pitfalls because it says you can learn how to uh, deal with adversity better, Mm -hmm. how to problem solve better Mm -hmm. because your mind is in a better state. Mm -hmm. You're not so down. I mean, how many times you sit there and you're you're in a down state and your things are struggling and it just seems like things are piling on, piling on, piling on. But are they really? 
was that just your perspective? You talked about yeah. in another podcast. You talked about uh, pretense. Mm-hmm. Is the pretense the perspective? Is this does it seem as things are piling on because we have a negative attitude towards it, right. or is it really right? And fear plays into a lot of that too because you know you mentioned the amount of times thankfulness is in the Bible. Fear. Do not fear or fear not is mentioned 365 times in the Bible. So one per day. (laughs) Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. Why? Because we get so fearful of we could see what's right in front of us and it scares us. You know, the economy scares us. The the presidency scares us. The COVID scares us. The the job loss, you know, everything is, it's scary, right? Fear not, fear not, fear not. That's the last thing I have down here. It reduces fear. It does. It gives you peace of mind. You know, it's funny you say that because, okay, perspective. You're talking about perspective and pretense. We are taught all along in life that we need to save for a rainy day. Yeah. Put away for later. Save, save, later, 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 later. Yep. So somebody asked me because I've been out of work now for a while and there really isn't anything opening up um, immediately in my expertise areas uh, you know, radio broadcasting, education, stuff like that, because it's all being affected. Uh, iHeartMedia is just laying off more and more people on a daily basis. You see it across the country. They call it reduction in force. Yep. Schools are still closed, um, although there's starting to be some things where you're starting to see opportunities, but they won't be around until the next school year. Right. Okay. So, so there's a lot of stuff like that. Okay. So I was fortunate enough to be able to have a uh, little bit of a savings put aside from the college I worked at. And it was while I was there part-time. And so it became kind of this dead account just sitting there. Yep. And so, you know, what to do with it, I don't know. It's just kind of sitting there. And, of course, everybody tells you you should do something, invest it, you should do it this, put it in that, you know, buy Bitcoin, all kinds of nonsense. And so when COVID hit, the opportunity for me to just to yank it out and live off of it, uh, became an option. And so I started to consider that. And everyone was telling me, well, that's probably a bad idea. You need to save it for a rainy day. I'm thinking context. Pre- this is this a rainy is day, a rainy people. Day. <laughs> this is what we save for, if right? If this isn't a rainy day, then I don't know what is. <laughs> so, so if I listen to other people, which is fine, it's sound advice and I get it. But I'm also thinking this is the rainy day we're supposed to save for. Yeah. And so then I yanked it out and that's what I'm using. So again, it's kind of like when you look at it, and so and so my perspective was okay. I'm grateful that I have this because I can now use it, mm-hmm. and my perspective wasn't necessarily a negative one. Yeah, you want to save it for another time, but this is also why we've been told all along to save up, right? Because this is the time, right. and these are unusual circumstances. On top of it, it's not just like blowing it away. Because in California compared to other places we are now looking at more lockdowns we're looking at more you know curfews we're looking at more restrictions you know restaurants now have to be at 25 percent as opposed to 50 percent of your outdoor whatever so things are getting worse if we want to say that as far as the economic perspective yeah. yeah and so it's like this is it so if you take that perspective and you change it and you and and you're thankful for what you have and i have this so i'm going to use it and my, my, my uh, perspective on it isn't a negative one. It's a positive one. So for me personally, it works out fine. Right. Everybody else might tell me differently, but you know what? That's your opinion. And you do for you according to what you want to do. But for me and my situation, this is perfect. Yeah. And so now I haven't been able to, uh, I haven't been had the, 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 the negative, the stress and everything that you might endure that other people are truly going through. 
because I was in a position to have something that I was able to draw from. And then my perspective on it, though, was better mm-hmm. because I realized that this is what we are saving for. We're doing it. So my perspective was a little different. I might not get to be 70, 75 to retire on it. I might not make it through this. I don't know. So this, for me, is a time to use it. And, um, and I'll worry about the future if I should get that far in the future. Um, but that's <laughs> we just, hope you do. Well, yeah, that's just my, that, that was just my perspective on it. And, and it was kind of interesting how, you know, the mind, if you, like you say, you change your pretense, you change your perspective on something, you, you know, you're thankful that you've got your place to live. You've got yeah. your food to eat. You've got, you know, your family still around. You've got these little things. And what more do you really need? Because everything else just becomes excess. Mm-hmm. You know, someone once told me when I was young, money's just a matter of zeros. The more you have, the more you spend. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be a million. I mean, look how many millionaires, athletes, whomever, that lost it all. Yeah. You think to yourself, how in the world? How do you do that? Yeah. Because they just spend, 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 spend. I worked with uh, a guy, Michael Thompson. His, uh, his, uh, he's the Lakers uh, radio analyst mm-hmm. on their broadcast. And uh, he was telling us one time because um, he's a world champion. And so obviously he's been successful in the, in the finances department. But he says it's one of the things that you have to really be careful because everybody will come to you and hit you up for money. I want money for this investment. I need money for this. I know this. And when you say no to people, it's hard because you have to be financially responsible for yourself and your family right. first. And sometimes you just have to tell people no because it's not financially responsible. To, to help everybody out. Right. And, it, and, it's, and for him, because of the character he has, it's hard for someone like that to say no. Whereas other people, but yet he hasn't had that financial crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas other people, you know, you think of any athlete that's lost his money, you know, they just went and they just blew it because they wanted to be the center of the attention. They had all these hanger-ons. Mm-hmm. And then once the money's gone, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the, the prodigal son, once it's yeah. gone, what do you have left? Well, there's a lot of... Um, um, coaches now and for the football the nfl because there were they had a lot of young these guys were getting recruited from college and then all of a sudden they were making millions of dollars and didn't know how to handle it and so now they have like financial advisors and and coaches for them to help them manage their money because they just you know all they had they had nothing and now they have like too much and (laughs) and so they have to they have to learn how to handle that otherwise it is gone in well, a matter of moments how many times you see people that win the lottery you know they're broke two years later exactly or they're given that house on on that tv show the home makeover yep. or and Oprah gives them it. a house or something yeah and then it's whatever because people don't know how to a appreciate what they've got and they can't handle it. And then it goes back to even then just having gratitude to know that somebody gave this to you and to be thankful for it. But it's it's something I think that we take for granted. And we think, oh, hey, uh, can you pass the mashed potatoes? Thank you. Okay, that's it's deeper than that. It's, it's deeper yeah, than, way easy. deeper than that. When you really yeah. get down to it, it goes beyond just saying thanks to somebody. It's your action. It's your character. It's your trait. And, and if you really look at it and examine yourself... And you take it, it can really change you. you know. It does. It changes the trajectory of where you're going. It changes the, the, the path because you're looking for that next opportunity. You're looking for the next um, little um, piece of you know, advice or, or something to hang on to. It's like a stepping stone, right? It pulls you through 
whatever situation that you're in, those little pieces of, of things to be grateful for are the stepping stones to like, okay, I'm getting through this awful situation. This gave me enough fuel for today. This gave me the, enough fuel for the next day. And it, it does, it feeds, it keeps, that's the part that keeps you going in those dark times is those little um, seeds of things to be grateful for, those positive moments, those positive interactions. And the opposite, you know, when we don't recognize those and we don't train ourselves to recognize those and then instead we just start getting really, really good at complaining and blaming, then nothing good happens in our life. It, we just go downward. And then we get more of the same. We get more of the negativity, more bad things that happen, more woe is me. I'm actually humored by the fact that the last podcast was like a thousand degrees at the Hollywood sign and it was so hot and we're baking. <laughs> and then like the next show we're here and it is like, there's like penguins running around. There's no sun, the fog or the marine layer has moved in. It's worse, And it actually. is like absolute extremes. It's getting colder. Yes, it is. Like it's, it's absolute yeah. extremes yes. in weather from one show to the next. I know. Unbelievable. And, I'm, and I think my hand that's holding the microphone, it's stuck. You're like turning blue. It's stuck there. You're like like I don't think cold. I'm going to be able to pull it away. And like, but I just, we have I'm to just, take it home with me and drive with the microphone. It's frozen. I'm sitting here thinking about that. I'm just like, dude, it is so... The contrast between the two is utterly amazing. It is. From bright, sunny. Yeah. Now, we did have some cloud overhead, so if you watch it, um, we're up at the Hollywood sign. In fact, we've got a new... Uh, it was pretty warm, uh, though. It was just the last episode that, that came out. Um, but yeah, it was so hot. I was sweating. I yes. was baking in the sun. Yes. Um, and now I'm freezing. And now we're here, complete overcast, <laughs> no sun, at the beach, <laughs> and it is actually quite frigid. And everybody that's around... Is dressed for the cold. I was going to say, are they all wearing... Uh, They're all like in pants and, and, and stuff. Yes. It's, it's absolutely amazing Freezing. just how different it can be. That was always the joke in the Midwest was, if you don't like the weather, wait a couple minutes, it'll change. Yep. It doesn't change a whole lot here. That's why I think it's more dramatic. Yes. Because it's like... That's why we have weather casters that yes. say storm 2020. Like, and it's just a little drizzle. Stormwatch. <laughs> and they're all out in their like slickers and stuff standing in and like, they're, you know, they're, puddle. they're posted on every corner in town, you know, waiting for the, to report on the rain. And then you go to someplace like Colorado that just has blizzards like all the time. And they don't even talk. Oh yeah, it's going to be snowing today. I'm like, that's it. That's your weather forecast. We, we, get, we, get the, we get the weather people that stand on the street corner and someone has a hose and shoots the hose on yeah. them so it looks like it's raining. It's like I say, it's storming here in Southern California. Central casting. Can you please come and make my shot look more stormy? But on that note, we are here at the uh, Santa Monica Pier. Speaking of storms. Are we uh, complaining or are we grateful? No, actually, I'm actually grateful for it. But I just, I'm, just, I'm just observing. It's observation, really, <laughs> that to really get two extremes. Yeah. Like the, and just, you know. It's just unbelievable. The extremes that we've gone through. Because like I said, I was thinking about the heat and uh, and how hot it was. And yeah. I just remember how sweaty I was and how uncomfortable <laughs> it was from the heat and taking that all in. And then my concern there was, okay, am I going to get sunburned being out in the sun? You know, stuff like that. Here I'm like, the sunscreen. Here I'm going to get like... Uh, you know, frostbite. Yeah, we're going to have to start. Hypothermia is going to set in. Hypothermia. Actually, it's not that bad. Maybe for her it is, but but it is, it is quite chilly. Yeah, I'm shivering. But hey, we're here at the Santa Monica Pier, the iconic Santa Monica Pier, and um, doing a show on gratitude, thankfulness, uh, hopefully at this time of season. 
uh, all times of season, but maybe this time of season, you take a look at uh, yourself and and check yourself on that uh, that trait, and and maybe it will change your perspective, especially this time. You know, we got a lot of people calling for canceling family get-togethers for the holidays and stuff but you know, yeah what do you think about that um i wasn't going to get together with my family because like i said my parents are a little bit older and they might not be around much that's longer. what i'm thinking too um, yeah i don't know out we're gonna try and do it outside yeah that's yeah like i said be creative you know we've talked about things in the past about being creative yeah uh doing something different maybe starting new traditions maybe you know thinking outside the box yep. maybe not being so complex do you really have to cook a big turkey or can you go get some turkey sandwiches? I'm just, you know, thinking outside the box right. off the top of my head. I mean, there's some other things that you can do. Can you come to the beach and sit at the beach? Yeah. You know, um, and have your, you know, social gathering at the beach outside. You know, there's things you can do. So I'm one that is like, you know what? I know I'm healthy. I know I'm not going to give my parents anything because I've been home. And so we're going to get together and we're going to have our holidays and, uh, you guys do what you feel like, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have the holidays because we just never know what's gonna come around the pike. I know. So I'm gonna live my life. I know. And uh, that's it. I don't. It. Yep. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Nope. And I might even come down to the pier uh, when it's warmer. <laughs> but we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. T W O. Two Steps Ahead Podcast. There's a link in the bio. It's a link tree. Click it. And there's many options. You can go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way you don't miss a, an episode on YouTube. If you subscribe, you get notifications. Um, if you'd like to take something on the road with you, you can go to a SoundCloud and actually download it. Or if you'd like to just listen on your device, you can go to uh, those links there for like uh, uh, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartMedia Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud. We're pretty much everywhere. Um, or you can just go to Google or Yahoo and search Two Steps Ahead Podcast TWO and we pop up. My personal Instagram is Edem Rocks, E I D E M R O C K S. You can check me out there. And then uh, RadioWarp.com, live streaming radio station. We're on there on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific time. So you can hear us in, uh, in live, uh, kind of live time, real time. Uh, you can download the app and take us with you. You can also hear some great music and other people's podcasts there as well. So um, it's a cool spot. Check it out. We can find you where? I am on social media at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. And if you're on my Instagram, there's a link in my bio to go to my website, um, which has my blog, the the um, video library for the podcast, the swag shop, all kinds of cool things to purchase in there as well. And uh, terashiro.com, right, is the website? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we're going to go get some clam chowder and some hot chocolate and some coffee. <laughs> and uh, until then, you guys, uh, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. Uh, take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. Be kind. And don't be an a-hole. Thanks, guys.